Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. It is a civil war, a rebellion, that we are living in a part of the universe occupied by the rebel. But God is ultimately for us. And don't worry about the rest. He's got the rest sorted out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, November the 27th, Kingdom Culture Conversations, and hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, Dr. Amy Yoder, how was your Thanksgiving? Fabulous. 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 It was nice to be with my family. <laughs> Excellent. We are, as always, recording this in the past, looking forward to the future. So we have no idea how our Thanksgivings were, but they I'm sure they were fantastic. We are excited, however, to welcome Dr. Amy Yoder. Our listeners may recall that we celebrated a significant uh, milestone and accomplishment in your life, Amy, this last week in, in our episode in that we re-aired one of the earlier episodes you recorded with Kingdom Culture Conversations. But the reason we re-aired it is because we wanted to celebrate the fact that you are the very first in the history of Grand Canyon University, you are the very first individual, the very first researcher to receive a postdoctoral fellowship. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. And in academics, folks, this is a really big deal. It is a significant thing when, when an organization outside of, of a school comes along and says, hey, we want to commission you. We want to recognize the value of your research and commission you to do more of it. That's a, that's a big deal. So, Amy, how did, you, how did you learn that you were about to become a postdoctoral fellow, and did you know at the time that you would become the very first at Grand Canyon University? Um, no, I had no idea. Um, I got a call from um, Dr. Marquette, who um, I worked with his wife on my dissertation, and he told me that they had an organization reach out <clears throat> to a bunch to them and some other universities looking for research in Christian education. And so when he heard that, he remembered the work that I had done. And he was like, I would like you to apply for this. Um, it's going to be a tedious process. But if you can just, you know, write an article, get something published, and then send that into your application and create a new study, which is starting from the ground up. He's like, and you get chosen, then you can win a postdoc fellowship. And so I said, well, what does that mean? He's like, you get to do research in your field. And so I'm intrigued with just the research portion of it. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. And it was over the summer. And so I learned how to do a reflective practice style of writing. And I just hit the ground running and submitted it. And I got an email that I was chosen. Yeah. Well, congratulations. So I'm very excited. Very cool. And it wasn't just that you were chosen. You're now being paid to continue the, the initial batch of research you did. You you effectively paid to do it because Correct. it was your dissertation yes. and you were you advanced the topic, you advanced the research mm -hmm. and, and you did you went through a very strenuous 
process to get it approved yes. and and make sure that it was credible. Now you are being recognized by a journal, an academic journal outside of the organization mm-hmm. of Grand Canyon University or Northwest Christian. Mm-hmm. And and wow, you're being paid to do this research. And what what I think is so fun, folks, is that the the body of research she's developing is really what brings us all together as a school community. And that is this notion of biblical worldview, spiritual formation, and asking the question, how do we know mm-hmm. that the strategies that we are employing with as a school, within our classrooms, on our teams, how do we know that these are engaging students and producing fruit? And uh, that is so awesome. So the, the organization that you're, you're doing this work for is called Christian School Management. Mm-hmm. What, what do you know about Christian School Management, Amy? Um, their focus is to come alongside Christian schools and help consult them on how to keep their doors open. And basically, um, the goal of the organization is to get more Christian schools out there and to be successful. Um, And so one of the things that's lacking in the research is actual research on Christian education and different things within the field of Christian education. And so part of it is just getting this topic to the forefront of actual research-based literature and published so people can understand the value that it holds in communities and basically in our world and and for the Christian faith in general. You know, it's it's so interesting to me because— there were a number of folks, uh, and, and I would, would say you were one of them, that said, hey, Jeff, are you sure that you're comfortable with mm-hmm. using our student body as the basis for analysis? Mm-hmm. And, and I said, absolutely. And I, really, I was never really nervous about that particular decision mm-hmm. up until the point a reporter called me uh. and said, are <laughs> you sure that you— and, and I tell you what, my, my conviction has never wavered because mm-hmm. th- these are all anonymous surveys. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that can be tagged back in any form to a particular student. But Correct. this does indicate very clearly whether or not we're successful in what we're doing. And and I get it. I mm-hmm. get the fact that it might be embarrassing if, if something comes up through a survey or through a student interview, mm-hmm. anonymous though it may be, that says, hey, you know what, we're not exactly crushing this particular spiritual discipline mm-hmm. or we're not knocking it out of the park with this group of students. But yet, isn't that what we're here for? And wouldn't you want to know? You yeah. we always say you measure what matters. Mm-hmm. And if this matters and there's a way to do it, let's do it. Correct. I agree. I agree. And it used to be the case that, that we would say in Christian education, we would say, well, you know, how do we know if we're being effective? Well, come back five, 10 years from mm-hmm. now and ask our alumni how they're doing in their homes, how they're doing in their, in their faith, how are they doing in their churches. And while that is true, absolutely true, we want to know now and today mm-hmm. if, the, if the, the strategies we're engaging are effective. Right. And if there's anything we can do mm-hmm. to, to refine the process, then let's do it. And so that was kind of the jumping off point. And I'll I'll set the stage a little bit for the next few episodes, folks. We're going to close out the the year of 2023 uh, in talking with Amy over the next couple of weeks. We're going to get specifically into some of her data points. We're going to look at and give you access to the information that says this is exactly how Northwest Christian is. Maybe I'm overstating it a little bit. 
maybe I, I'm exaggerating a slight bit. You're going to have full <laughs> access, but it then once we have the data, we're going to have to really do some analysis to figure mm-hmm. out what does this data tell us. And that's Correct. that's what these next few episodes are going to be about. So stay tuned over the next couple of weeks. But I want to use today to basically introduce Amy and give people a picture of our remarkable honors English teacher and our English department chair. Amy, can you start? Can you tell us a little bit about your professional experience? So this will be my 25th year of teaching. Um, I graduated um, in, I I won't even say the year because that will reveal my age, but I graduated from Grand Canyon University and I began teaching in the public school system. And I taught um, there for six different years in a public high school here in the Valley. And then I was pregnant and I was like, well, I kind of want to be home with my kid more. And so at that time, GCU was um, opening or starting an online program for a master's in educational technology. And by that time, I had earned my degree in educational technology and I had also um, earned my degree in, in administration for education. And so they contacted me and asked if I would start creating this program. And so I said, sure. So I began working for GCU in 2003, and I've continued to stay working there ever since. Um, So I've had a bulk of my time with college experience. And then in 2014, um, the principal at the school came and said, hey, we need an honors English teacher. I know you're certified. Was that that Schlesinger at the time? Was Was it? Yep. And he said, would you want to teach dual enrollment? And I was like, ooh, I don't know. And so I said, no, like I I like being a stay-at-home mom because I was a homeroom mom in all of my kids' classes. And I was just... Now, were the kids here at the time? Yes. So my kids transitioned here two years prior to that. And so I was just living my life in the community of parents. And so I was happy. Um, And one of my um, child's teachers was having major surgery and she was going to be out for a while. And so she said, hey, could you be my sub? So I had to fill out all the application. And that's when it was revealed. I had (laughs) dual enrollment certification. So um, one of the things that happened is I was really stressed about coming back to um, a job that I would have to be at five days a week because at GC, you can kind of pick your schedule. And my husband took me to lunch and he said, let's read the parable of the talents. And so he went through the whole parable and he said, I feel like God is opening a door. And if you choose not to do it, you're going to bury your talents. Why don't you use your gifts at the school where your kids attend? And I felt convicted and I called Mr. Schlesinger and said, nice job, I will Jared. take the job. Nice job, take Jared. The job. <laughs> Thank you for that. Because you, Amy, have just been an amazing presence on our campus. And, well, thank and, you. I don't. Well, yeah, absolutely. And the way you invest in our students is just so significant. And then on top of that, to be able to to do research like this is awesome. Uh, but at what point did you realize? So you went to Grand Canyon University for your mm-hmm. undergrad. Mm-hmm. At what point did you realize you wanted to be a teacher? Well, I knew I wanted to have a career where I helped people. And so initially I wanted to go into nursing. But the smell of throw up and feces got to me. And so when I remember I was in a hospital. We <laughs> well, had to do like a pre- chose the wrong yeah. thing to come to a school. I was like, I just I couldn't handle this 
the throw up, I couldn't have. And so one of the nurses looked at me, she said, well, you need to find a new career. And so I said, okay. And so I said, well, what else can I do to help people? And so then teaching was there. And then I said, well, I like to read. So I picked English. I really didn't know at the time. And then as soon as I got into my English classes, I started falling in love with literature. And now I'm still here. So you teach all of our juniors and seniors in mm-hmm. dual enrollment English, and uh, they are given the opportunity to take uh, or to receive credits from Grand Canyon University mm-hmm. in addition to the credits from, from Northwest Christian. And I guess working with juniors and seniors, you don't see as much poop and, and pee and feces no. As, no. as the younger teachers may in terms of yes. the younger grades. But nevertheless, you, I'm so grateful for your choices. Um, you have become, as I mentioned, just an amazingly influential teacher on the campus. And that's the testimony to this is when we see just dozens and dozens of alumni coming back to spend time with you. Um, who, my, my next question, Amy, who are the Yoders to Yoder? Mm -hmm. Who is that teacher? As you look back on, on your experience in elementary or middle school or high school, who was the teacher that really stirred your heart or maybe really registered in your mind that you were cared about? Um, so my first teacher that has resonated with me for the rest of my life was my third grade teacher. Her name was Mrs. Philpot, And she um, actually had this pen pal thing where she started, she wrote us letters in the summer of just asking us how we were doing. And so she asked us all to write back. And so starting that summer, I started writing this teacher and we would just fill each other in on life. And I ended up writing to that teacher until my junior year of high school. And she would always answer my letters. This was before we had email, cell phones. And so I was like super excited every time I would get a letter in the mail from Mrs. Philpot. And we just developed this, you know, bond. And she was you know, would ask me how things were going. She would follow up. I would tell her I was stressed about a test in a class. And then she'd be like, how did you do on that test? And so that relationship from early on stuck with me. Um, And then in high school, I had a teacher by the name of Mr. Shantz. um, And he was one who actually got his doctorate. And he became a superintendent in the school. But he just had a way with his words. he was very sarcastic. He, I mean, he taught high school, and so he was sarcastic, but we all knew that he loved us. And I just saw that he would take extra time in his lessons. He would try to make things fun and engaging. And so that was something that I really enjoyed. You grew up in a in a fairly rural area yes. in Arizona. Where was that? Parker, Arizona. Parker, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And so to experience that, that sort of climate and yeah. loving atmosphere, I, I assume in a public school. That's yes, public so school. Cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. Well, so Amy, now can you tell us a little bit about your faith in Christ? When did you come to know Christ as your your Savior? Did you grow up in a Christian home, or what did that look like for you? I did. My dad was actually a pastor, and um, he went to Parker, Arizona, and he was pastoring a church there, and he was there for 16 years. And my parents literally modeled the Christian faith. They um, were Jesus. I, I don't know how to explain it. I just remember we always had people who were coming into our home, um, 
people in the church who needed help, they would always just come to our front door and ask for help, and my parents would help them in whatever um, they needed. But at the age of five, um, there was an invitation at church, and I just felt this feeling in me that I needed to walk down the aisle. I know. Now, did your dad actually give the invitation? He did. Oh, cool. And so um, I ended up walking down the aisle, and I asked Jesus to come into my heart, and that was, you know, I got baptized. I think I was probably around seven years of age, but I've just been, you know, pursuing, um, pursuing that since then. Um, You've be- been a Christ follower. Correct. For all those my, years. I mean, just watching and taking after my parents. My parents modeled it, and so I just did what they did, and so I didn't know at the time. Um, exactly everything I was doing, but I just knew I needed to pray. I needed to read the Bible. I needed to study God's word and I needed to be surrounded with a community of Christians. And so that's kind of how I grew up. That's awesome. Well, Amy, we're going to come back tomorrow. And when we do, we're going to jump into your dissertation a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about that process and the research you did. And then a week from today, folks, one week from today, Uh, We're going to come back and we're going to go through the actual data and we're going to be as transparent as you can imagine. We're going to be joined again by by Mr. G, our campus pastor, the spiritual formation director on campus. We're also going to be joined again by Dr. Amy Yoder, and we're going to get into next Monday uh, probably the first two parts again, but we'll get into to the data. And what does the information tell us about the spiritual formation strategies in Christian schools, more specifically our Christian school and in the job that we're doing? So I can't wait. And we're going to be transparent because the data shows mm-hmm. we're going to show uh, strengths and weaknesses, areas for opportunity and areas for celebration. So, But we'll come back tomorrow. Okay. And we'll get into your dissertation, Amy, as a, as a way to set the stage for that. So, folks, thanks for listening today and tune in tomorrow. Thank you. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.